Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. So our theme for this month is living your dream. Living your dream. <laughs> living your dream. We said this is the year two. So our theme is going to be living your dream. And, and of course, that is going to be our topic for this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter number 37. Popular scripture that we all know. Um, it's one of the go-to scriptures whenever you are going to tackle the subject uh, of dreams or dreaming, amen, or having a dream. Anything that has to do with Ipupo, uh, the book of Genesis, which is the story of Joseph, is one of the go-to scriptures. From verse number five, the Bible says, Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers and they hated him all the more. Because it's not everyone who qualifies to hear about your dreams. So be careful who do you talk to. And take note that he was not sharing the interpretation of the dream. He was just sharing the dream. At this point, probably he himself did not know what it meant. And the Bible says they hated him all the more. Verse number six. He said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. Verse 7, for behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. And behold, my sheaf arose. My sheaf arose. May your sheaf arise above the other sheaves. He says, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves came around. And bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him. So they are interpreting the dream for him. He, he, he was just sharing the dream. He did not interpret it. And this is the reason why they hated him. Because as he was sharing the dream. They kind of <laughs> perceived the implication <laughs> of this dream. And his brothers said to him. Will you indeed. Reign over us. Or will you indeed have dominion over us? That's the in interpretation. And then the Bible says they hated him all the more for his dreams and for his words. So probably when he was sharing it for the second time, he was kind of hoping the situation is going to be better. But the Bible says they even hated him the more for his dreams and for his words. Verse 9, he dreamed yet another dream. And told it to his brothers. I don't know why was he doing this. 
and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed yet another dream. And behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed down to me. I mean, by twelve, Goob. He says, all of them, they bowed down to me. He, Joseph. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We pray that you may speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen and amen. The God that we, we serve, Bazalwane, is um, the God who reveals and gives dreams. He reveals and he gives dreams. He imparts them in our hearts. And, and from time to time, you know, he visits us as his people uh, so that he can put a desire uh, in our heart, an aspiration, you know, um, in, in our heart uh, through what we can call or refer to as a dream, ipupo. Martin Luther said, I have a dream. Uh, 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 he, he, he visits us. Uh, and he does not have to do it at night when you are sleeping, uh, even though it's called a dream and even though it's one of the ways that he can um, use to put or impart a dream uh, in, in our hearts because a, a dream cannot be limited to that experience that we have when we are sleeping. As a matter of fact, most of those are not really... Uh, true and real dreams, most of those. Some of us, it's like me, when I sleep, I close my eyes, and then by the time I wake up, I really don't know what happened between the time I, I slept and, and the time I, I really have no clue what happened. And sometimes, even when I wake up and I remember the dreams, it's all confusion and chaos. I'd rather forget what I was busy seeing when I was sleeping. How many of you uh, will normally have such experiences where you're like, I'd rather, you, you wake up, you're like, I know there was something hectic that was happening while I was sleeping. I can't remember what it is, but I think I'm better off not remembering what was taking place while I was sleeping. And each and every one of us, Bazalone, as we live our lives, we need to do so pursuing that particular dream that aspiration that God has put in our hearts, emphasis that God has put in our hearts. Otherwise, we will then lead lives, you know, that is, that are void of purpose. And it's a very painful thing to live your life uh, without any aim, without any, some sort of pursuit in life. You know, if, if you're just going to freestyle, randomly live your life and and it happens to many of us that we will kind of wake up every day and hope that something significant will happen without any deep-seated um, desire uh, or aim that we have in our hearts god as he works uh, his works in our hearts the bible tells us that he, you know, the New King James Version puts it this way in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. It says he puts eternity in our hearts. And that's a very uh, interesting uh, terminology. He's, it says he puts eternity in our hearts. I love the Amplified Version. It says he has also planted eternity. And then it says a sense of divine purpose. A sense of divine purpose in the human heart. And then it says, a mysterious longing 
which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Each and every one of us, we, we live our lives. As a matter of fact, that's why I always say that, you know, when we get born again, God is not just uh, going to make you heavenly ready, but he also wants to make you earthly relevant. And, and, and most of us for, for the longest of times, and this is because of the doctrines perhaps we have learned for a, a long time. We thought that salvation is all about uh, making us to be, you know, um, good for heaven, you know, to say once you are saved. And that's why uh, many of us, once we are saved, we are born again, we just, you know, take that sigh of relief. We're like, okay, I'm good, and then I can continue with my life as I wish. But that is not God's desire. God's desire is to try and make everything uh, to make sense all of a sudden. To understand why were you born where you were born? Why did you have to go through everything that you, you've gone through? Why did you have to learn everything that you have learned? So that all of these pieces of puzzles will all of a sudden come together and your life will begin to make sense. And that is what purpose is all about. To know why are you here? What is it that God had in mind when he created you? Because you and I are not afterthoughts. We did not land here on earth and then God started scratching his head to figure out what is it that he can do uh, with our lives. You know, even before the Bible says, uh, when God was speaking to Jeremiah, he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he says, I knew you, right? And I ordained you a prophet. What does it mean? It simply means God, as a matter of fact, it was first purpose. There was something that God wanted to accomplish. There was something that God wanted to do. There was a void that that God wanted to feel, you know, and then he created you and I so that we can come and accomplish uh, whatever it is that he had in mind. So when we are born again, when we come to know the Lord, then God begins to, and, and as a matter of fact, he was always trying to talk to us, but because we were not saved, because our spirits were not uh, redeemed, we could not perceive what is it that God was trying to say until we get born again. So God then and therefore, that sense of purpose, because as we live our lives, all of us, for some reason, you do suspect that there is something that I am here for. It's almost like God is replaying a movie that you once saw somewhere, but you can't really tell where did you see that movie. But as you are living your life each and every day, have you ever had a moment where... You, you're thinking, I've, I've seen this before. It seems as if, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen this scenario uh, or this video playing somewhere. It's just that now I am reliving the experience. It is because of this deep sense of purpose that God has put in our hearts so that as we live our lives, we'll have a longing, a desire to say there's something that I need to pursue. It's just that before God comes in our lives, we are going to try and look for those uh, things in the wrong places and each time we discover something that we think we have fa finally found it you know unfortunately we are not fulfilled we are not content why it is simply because it, it is void of God God is not part of the picture and that's why we will be going from place to place doing this and that seeking for that thing because only God can fill that void Amen. are we together Bazalon? Now, we need to understand that 
that dream, as I said, it is not just something that you see when you are when you are sleeping, but a dream can be defined as something good or great that a person hopes for. Generally speaking, that is. It is just that something good or great that a person will hope for in their hearts. And, and it will help you and I to have something to look forward to in life. All of us, I'm sure you will agree with me, there's that desire in you. You're hoping to become someone significant. You, you're hoping to achieve great things one day in life. If you are living your life without this hope in your heart, kuko into erongo apo. And of course, that hope and desire does not come or is not supposed to come from a selfish place. Seeking to, you know, fulfill our own selfish desires. But it has to be from God because if it is from God, it is linked or connected to something. It is linked or connected to something that God is busy with in the great scheme of things. Because there is something that God is busy with. There is something that God is working. And you and I, as we are born, we come to join hands with God. So it's not really about us. Yes, we benefit from the adventure. But it's not mainly about us. It's not mainly about us. I always make this example that, you know, if I was Moses, I was going to feel good about myself when God was going to, you know, go all the way to bend the tree and it's not consumed to get my attention and just to even call me by name Moses, you know, and he's calling me to go and speak to Pharaoh. But there's just one sentence in that whole Moses experience that <laughs> makes me realize that, yo, God is just, God will humble you sometimes. You know, he comes to Moses and says, Moses, I have heard the cry of my people. Now go to Pharaoh. So it's not about Moses. It's about the cry of his people. So when God calls you to use you, it's never about you. It's about what he wants to achieve through you. You benefit from the experience. But it's not mainly about you. And the biggest mistake that we, 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 we make in life is to reduce everything that God wants to do in and through us and begin to make it about ourselves. And disconnect it from the bigger picture. And that's why God will take us home early. Because then we begin to be irrelevant. If the tree, and that's why, look, fulfilling God's calling for your life is a song of praise to God. Let me explain what, what do I mean by that. The Bible says, it starts by saying, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, right? Amen. And that's us. But there's another psalm that says, let all the trees, the winds, the moons and the stars praise the Lord. And I had a problem with that scripture because I thought praising God was just exclusive for us who have breath. But then it started referring to trees, wind, and all of that. And the more I studied, I realized that trees 
have a role that they are playing in the great scheme of things. The wind as it blows. It's not just to cause chaos for us. So we get frustrated when it's windy. Right? Because it's inconvenient. It's like I hate dust. When it's windy, because I grew up in Telmas, I knew that wind is equal to dust. Yeah. And there are other places where there's wind, but there's no dust. Yeah. But where I grew up, wind meant you just, we are a store. It was just going to be torture. Right? But the wind has a purpose in the great scheme of things. There is something during that season that God is busy with. And when the wind is blowing, it's a note or a chord in a song of praise that goes to heaven. When the tree gives its fruit, it's, it's, it's praise unto God. It's, 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 and, but, 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 but the tree giving fruit is not a complete song. It is either a note or a chord. So in other words, the, the tree also depends on the wind to blow and, and, and on the sun to shine and on the rain to fall and all of them as they play their different roles. So in the same way that if I become a pastor and you become a musician and you become a leader, all of us are contributing something towards the great scheme of things and it becomes a song of praise to heaven. So in other words, when I move away from from the plan and the purpose that God has for my life, it becomes a discord in the song of heaven. And God sometimes will have no choice but to remove. At some point, file city. In most cases, is an tip. Basil, Basoti, corner in the exam is Fungui born. Governor, my eligible corner into Esfunui checker. Marcaliswa when a pants. You must know. Ugoti, your participation at that point is not appreciated. <laughs> But work on it until when you come back and then you can come and fit in and then learn to finally flow. Are we together, Wazala? So I know. And then I realized that was not for me. No, Branik, Ugas, I'm going from the guitar. Ang Tetisa, Branik. Ang Tetisa, Atigim, Axi, Pipe, Lil. Bengagabum Fundis, Nasab. And then I accepted that's not for me. I'm causing a discord in that space. So I had to find my space. So all of us, we have something that we are hoping for. Not for our own selfish reasons. So that when we pray and ask for things, that's why the Bible says, 
We have not because we do not ask. That's the one reason why sometimes we lack. But secondly, the Bible says in the book of James, even when we ask, we ask amiss. So that we can spend it on our own selfish pleasures. That's what the Bible says. So in other words, when you are believing God for a car, we don't have the dream in mind. We don't have God's purpose in mind. We want to shine. When we are praying for the breakthrough and the promotion, I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago and I was saying sometimes we get frustrated when God is not answering certain prayers. Because we don't see what he sees. Because at that point, we are far away from the dream that he has placed on the inside of us. So even when we are asking for resources from God, we are going to misplace those resources because they are not going to serve the purpose that he has for his people. Imagine Moses asking for a rod with no children of Israel in mind. So Moses, because of busy show, come and see what this rod is able to do. And there will be audience all around and he will be like, did you see that? Look at me, but oh, man of God. But the rod was supposed to part the waters. Why? So that the children of Israel can go through. So if whatever resource you are asking from God is not coming, the question should be, do you understand the purpose of that resource? Why would God want you to have it? Because each and every one of us, there are resources that will be relevant for our callings and assignments. As long as our hearts are opened to God and his spirit, Barcelona, we do have the capacity to receive dreams from God. As long as we can open up our hearts to God and his spirit. Remember what the Bible said in the book of Jewel, chapter number 2 and verse number 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, he said. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And he said, your old men shall dream dreams. So in other words, when I can open myself up to the spirit of God, God will be in a position to put or to deposit or to impart a dream on the inside of me that is going to stir up hope so that there can be good and great things that I can aspire for in life. Things that I will have to pursue. So in other words, as a child of God, you cannot just remain and continue in life without a dream that is burning and alive on the inside of you. I always tell people, don't, don't, don't associate yourself with people with no dreams. That's why the, the brothers of Joseph hated him. Because it's not like they were not part of the dream. They were part of the dream. You did not get it. It's not like they were not part of the dream. They were part of the dream. If they opened themselves up to God enough, 
God was going to paint the picture for them to say, how, because their only problem was submission as 11 stars. <laughs> but they did not realize that it was for their benefit. They were part of the dream, but they did not perceive the dream. So if you've got friends who do not have dreams and you begin to share your dream with them, they are going to persecute you, not because God does not have dreams for them, but it is simply because they are not opening themselves up so that they can perceive the dream. If you have a wife... <laughs> that does not have a dream or a husband that does not have a dream or if you want to marry somebody ask them about what are their dreams and aspirations in life because when God begins to move in your life Can you imagine me when my wife is trying to share with me this is what she would like to do? As if it will replace my dream. And I, I fail to realize that her dream is part of my dream. Surround yourself with dreamers who are not going to be intimidated by your dream. Because when you're a dreamer, you can't help it. You will talk. And here's the frustrating thing about a dream, is that, you know, when you go to the dictionary and you, you, you just study the word dream, they always define it as something which is impossible to achieve. It's like we are pooper. If, if you are talking about big things, people will normally say to you, keep on dreaming. But in the Bible, dreams are recognized and dreams are valid. Amen. So sometimes you will talk even to people. <laughs> but because of the stupidity and the foolishness of what you are talking about. It's the greatest frustration ever. Because uh, if you are not talking to somebody who is used to dreaming, talking about great and big things. When you come with your big things, it's like you are trying to, all, all that, all that they, they perceived was, you are trying to be better than us. And that is what, that is not what Joseph was about. He himself did not choose this dream. But this dream was placed by God in his heart. And all that they could perceive. So, so when you are surrounded by people who, who are not dreamers, they are going to take offense because your dream will suggest that you are actually hoping to be great. And not only that, you are hoping to be greater than them. Even if they are part of the dream. So make sure that you open your heart so that you yourself can be a dreamer and so that you can be good to your friends. So that you can be good to your spouse. So that you can be good to other brothers and sisters in the church. So that you can be good to them. Have that dream. It was this man that I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who said, dare to dream. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. And yearn to learn to cross the boundary 
of fears and doubts. Because you cannot live your dream because big dreams will always be intimidating. They will always be scary. And if you are not going to learn to cross the boundaries of fears and doubts, your dream will remain a dream and you will never get to live that dream. But take note, Bazalwane, as I close. Dreams are not just given and revealed by God for the sake of being given. But dreams are given by God so that they can be realized. So that they can be fulfilled. So that the dreamer one day will live his dream. It would not be a great thing, Bazalwane, to lose relationships. To be hated by people. Can we imagine Joseph sharing his dream and his brother's hate him. His brothers decide to sell him. They throw him uh, into that pit and so that he can, he can die and he goes through all of that just so that his dream will remain a dream. Can you imagine his brothers when they are old? They were going to be proven right because they were going to sit down with him and tell him where to get off and say, you see, you thought you were going to be better than look at us now. You That's why when God gives you a dream, he is risking everything with your life. And even with you, when you begin to perceive that dream, you are risking relationships. You are risking all the resources that you are going to have. Why? Because all of those resources, you are going to channel them towards your dream. You are going to reinvest in your dream. You are going to spend your money, spend your car, use your house, use everything that you have. Probably you are going to sell your dream to your spouse if you have one. You are going to ask them to change their life, to relocate with you sometimes for the sake of the dream. So God will not give you that dream just so that it can remain a dream. But God wants to give you that dream so that one day it can be fulfilled. So that one day it will not just remain a dream, but so that one day it can be a reality. So God wants us to live our dreams. To live our dreams. Roy Bennett said, be brave enough to live the life of your dreams because you have got to be brave. He says, according to your vision and purpose, instead of expectations and opinions of others. Don't live your life being controlled by what other people are saying. Focus on that dream that God has put and deposited in your heart. I know sometimes your cousins will persecute you. I know sometimes your family might reject you because of the kind of a dream you have in your heart. Because a dream will cause you to dare to be different. Because you cannot be a dreamer and remain the same once God puts a dream on the inside of you you will desire to be different you will desire to do things in a different way you will have a different mindset you will have a different culture and therefore people will start talking your family will start talking your friends will start talking but then I love this statement because it says that you need to make sure that you are going to be brave be brave enough to overlook what other people are saying be brave enough to challenge the status quo be brave enough to forget about the past and the background of your family be 
brave enough to say you might be enjoying that and believing in that but I dare to be different I serve a God who is different you might be believing that through all of those things that you are doing but I be, I, I'm going to be brave when other people are going that way I will be the one who, will, who is going to go that way Joseph as a dreamer the Bible says he was given a coat of many colors that was a mark upon his life that he is a distinguished person in other words the brothers had to accept from there that he is not the same as you this is a totally different person with a different assignment I am telling you you will have to be different if you are going to be the first one with a degree in that family if you are going to be the first one with that job the first one with that business the first one with an established family and a solid marriage you have got to be different you cannot be doing everything that others are doing God is going to make you different be brave enough to live your dream take that life that God is drawing in your head, in your mind, in your spirit as you visualize it. Begin to practicalize it. One, one principle at a time. One decision at a time. Just, just begin to make it a reality in your life each and every day. When, when, when you grew up all your life, because sometimes it takes just small little things. When you grew up all your life and in the morning you could not eat oats or cornflakes. It's about time that you decide that because I am different I know it's not a big thing to somebody else but I will use my money to buy my first packet of cornflakes, Kellogg's, whatever Rice Krispies, why? Because I am activating a dream on the inside of me. I don't just want to have the dream but I want to live the dream because there are certain marks Azalan, there are certain marks that the enemy will put in our lives to program you. Let me give you an example. They always talk about this story of how when they train an elephant for circus, they will first separate it, put a chain on its leg, solid chain on a steel pole. And the elephant each time tries to pull that chain, it is going to be hard. It is going to be hard. Tomorrow it will try again. It is going to be hard. After two days it will try. It is going to be hard until it accepts that when I feel something on my leg, it means I can't move. And then the next thing that they are going to do is to just put a rope that the elephant can break. But because the elephant will feel that there's something around my leg, as soon as it feels it, it will just simply say, you can't move. So that's why by the time they put it on stage, they don't use the chain because it will be animal cruelty. All that they will do is to just put a small rope around its leg and it will stand still. Because the mind says, I can't move. Therefore, even in our lives, there are certain things that the devil is going to put 
That's why there are certain types of food that I refuse to eat. Not because I don't like them, but it's simply because they remind me of where I am coming from. I don't want to reactivate the limitations of my life. That, that's why you, there are certain things that you need to begin to adopt in your life. To undo your history. To reverse your history. To make sure that you are not even going to go back this. That I sat with and I advised them. They wanted to do something. It was a decision. It looked smart. And I said to them, fight for where you are. Lest when you go back because you felt comfortable. How can I make this practical? Let me just end as a parable. How can I share this story in a safe way? without offending anyone. No. No. Let me leave it. But all that I was saying to him is that because the decision he wanted to make was to go back to something that he has conquered in his life for the sake of the comfort that they had and God went through the trouble of pulling them out and when there was heat at that level where God was putting them they wanted to go back to the place of comfort and I said to them once you go back you will not be able to come out ever again in your life fight for where you are because sometimes the enemy all that he wants you to do is to decide to go back to that place so that he can keep you there and there's nothing that you are going to overcome. Let me tell you, if you want to live your dream, you, you, you have got to, you, you just have got to come into terms with the fact that there are certain things that you will have to fight in your life each and every day. Fight until you fully break free and you cannot even smell like where you are coming from. You cannot even look like where you are coming from. Make the kinds of a decision that that's why even David says, I am also a stranger to my people, to my family, to my friend why because the zeal for your house has consumed me when you are going to leave your dreams when you are going to leave your dreams you will have to decide that's why the Bible says looking at the things which are not seen because when you are going to leave your dreams you are supposed to make your decisions that are aligned with what you see, not with your natural eyes, but with your spiritual eyes. And say, my decisions each and every day have got to align with what I am seeing with my mind. Let me close with this. God gives Joseph a dream. But take note, it did not just remain a dream. The Bible says, Joseph had to go through hell Joseph had to go through pain. Joseph had to go through rejection. Joseph had to go through a process where people who even promised him hints of breakthrough <laughs> forgot about him. Until God in his appointed time caused them to remember Joseph. And the Bible says by the time he came out, take note, the very same dream that put him in trouble. The Bible tells us how 
even the king at that point had problems with his dreams. And he was looking for somebody. He was looking for somebody. That's why at the end he says the enemy meant it for evil. He says in Genesis 50. But it says God turned it around for my good. I am here just to declare to somebody that number one, one day the dream that you have in your heart, one day those aspirations that you have in your heart that seemingly it doesn't look like they are going to be fulfilled. One day they are going to be realized. But I want I want to also say to somebody in this house that, that, that the pain that you've gone through, that all of the trouble that you've gone through, that everything that the devil was throwing at you because of the dream God is definitely going to use your tough seasons. He's going to use your pain. He's going to use the rejection. He's going to use those seasons where you felt like you are all alone in this in this thing. But let me tell you God is all going to turn it around. But let me tell you Basalani, at the end the Bible says when, when, when Pharaoh calls him he says the very same thing that they hated him for. Remember they said does it mean you are going to have dominion over us? Pharaoh looks at this young man. He says, you are going to have dominion over this whole place. He says, only in as far as the throne is concerned, <laughs> we are going to be different. But he says, everything else, you are in charge. The very same thing that caused his brothers to hate him and throw him into the pit. So we see how all of a sudden Joseph arises from just having a dream to living the dream. And he uses an unlikely person. Because when it's time for you to live your dreams, it does not matter who is around you, who is against you, who hates you, who loves you, who has the money, who has the car, who has the business, who has the keys. It does not matter when it's a season for your dream to be fulfilled. I am telling you, God is going to use anyone. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. In a season where your dream is going to be fulfilled, all of them hate us. All of them hate us. All of them hate us. Don't hate them back. Because they were always part of the dream. You just so happened to perceive yours. Help them to perceive theirs. When the brothers show up to Joseph and they realize who he was, Joseph does not say, go away from here. You rejected me. You hated me. He says, don't worry. Don't worry. You meant it for evil, but God turned it for my good. He says, you are also part of the dream. Go get dad. Go get the brother. Bring them with because you are also part of the dream. It's just that what I needed to go through, you were not going to be able to handle it. 
and he allowed me to go through it on your behalf so that I can pave my way to the throne so that one day you are going to be beneficiaries. So sometimes God will allow you and only you to go through the trouble, the pain, become a pioneer. But when it's your time, once their eyes are opened to who you are, do not hate on them. Call them to become part of the dream. Once they see who you are, I'm not saying make them to become part of the dream at a time where they still don't recognize who you are. At a time when they begin to recognize who you are, make them part of the dream. Call them and say, this dream was not just for me, but it was also for you. Let's stand on our feet. We are going to partake of the Holy Communion, Bazaman. And it is going to be unto the fulfillment of our dreams. I know many of us, we don't know even our dreams or we don't have our dreams as yet because the Bible says, no eye have seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. The Bible says he reveals them by his spirit. And I pray that in this month, God is going to visit you. That God will open your eyes and open your heart and put a dream on the inside of you. That is linked to his plan and purpose for your life. And to many of us who already have dreams and aspirations that were not aligned to the plan and the purpose of God. May our eyes be opened so that we can see why did God give us these dreams? Why did God give us these aspirations? And I'm praying that even those dreams that are from God, that the enemy has done so much, maybe some of us are at different stages, maybe you are in a pit, Maybe you are in a prison. Maybe you are forgotten. Somebody promised you something and said, we'll come back. And you are still waiting. I pray that in this month, because remember, this theme is not about having dreams. It's about living your dream. May this month introduce a season of activating your dream. So that whoever has forgotten about you, whatever prison door that you have been locked inside. Whatever form of pain that you are experiencing in your life because of the dream on the inside of you. My prayer is as the word of the Lord proceeds in this month, may God visit you and address any issue that is hindering your dream. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are the God who gives dreams. You are the God who reveals dreams. Father, deep down on the inside of us, we know that you have called us for great 
great things. You have called us to live great lives, have great families, great callings, careers, businesses. And I pray for every heart this morning that has not yet perceived a dream that comes from you. I pray that by your spirit, O oh God, you may visit us to impart that dream on the inside of us. I pray that, O oh Father, those who are in different seasons, may this time, O oh God, or oh may this word usher them to the next level in their pursuit of their dreams. May their dreams, O oh God, represented in this room be aligned with your plan and with your purpose. May we begin to realize what is our role in the great scheme of things. In what you are trying to achieve, O oh God, through Builders Church, through this nation, even in your kingdom, O oh God. May we begin to see and to perceive what role can we play even with our dreams? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that any dream in this room that is delayed by evil forces, by different forms of attacks and challenges, I pray that you may arise in the lives of your people. I pray that you may arise. That mountains may melt like wax. I pray that, oh Father, by your mighty hand, your people will prosper. And realize the dreams that you have put in their hearts. For we know that you said in your word, if God be for us. Who can be against us? Because you have made us to be more than conquerors. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We know that, oh God, all things work out for the good of those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. Therefore, this morning, oh God, we pray by the blood of Jesus Christ as we proclaim it. And declare it in this place. That these dreams and aspirations of God that are from you. Are covered by the blood of Jesus. We proclaim victory over every dream and aspiration. We declare victory Lord. We declare victory Father. We declare victory Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. Not only will these dreams live, O oh God, but we shall live these dreams. In the name of Jesus Christ. The dreams, O oh God, that you have put in our hearts, even for this church, they will never be delayed. They will never be thwarted by the enemy. They will never be aborted. They will never be nullified. They will never be cancelled in the name of Jesus. This will be a prosperous church. This, oh God, shall be a thriving church. This shall be a life-giving church. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
And Father, we thank you that every vision, every dream that you have aligned to the dream and the vision of this church, Father, will begin to live and thrive and prosper. For at the prosperity of those dreams is the prosperity of this church. Father, we give you praise. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.